there, and we are back. Welcome to the Christmas special of Two Geeks Talk Movies. It's been a long time between podcasts, uh, or rather between us talking movies to you, um, but I had to get dental surgery, and Jo had a difficult time herself. I did indeed. Yes, yes, well, we'll, we're not going to touch on that one, we'll just move on swiftly. No, we'll um, just. Yeah, let's just move on. So I am your host, John, and with me as always is my co-host, Joanne, as she had introduced herself earlier. <laughs> right then, tonight we're covering one of my picks, God help us all, the Bucknuts Insane Trauma Cheapy Christmas Evil, a.k.a. Better Watch Out, a.k.a. Terror in Toyland. Now, is this the first time you've seen this thing? It is, and I need to ask you if I done something to upset you because <laughs> I watched this a couple of years back and my floor was on the my jaw was on the floor how bad this thing was but I've watched it a few times since drunk and loved it because it was ridiculous but this is the first time I've watched this sober in five years and oh sweet bejesus <laughs> oh, I should have been drunk when I watched this I was watching this going this payback because I needed about 10 weeks off. Um, hello? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I say, I, I was a fan of this movie until I watched it sober and sweet mother mm. of all that is bejeezable. This thing is terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, first thing I didn't realise, this is a trauma movie. I didn't realise that at all until I watched this yeah. movie on the Blu-ray and it talks about how this is a trauma movie. I'm like, God, that explains so much about this crap. But before we dive into this, before we dive into this piece of shit, is there anything we want to bring up? I mean, what we watched between podcasts or what we played video game wise between podcasts? What have I played video game? I have finally. I mean, you know how long I've had this game sitting on my shelf. Um, I have finally completed um Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay then. Okay then. And Um, as a uh, as a Red Dead fan, I can completely say the epilogue is the most mind-numbingly boring thing I've ever had to play through. That's difficult mm. to say where I live, but <laughs> I really wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else you've, you've, you've played or you've watched or, or anything caught um, your attention? Anything else? <clears throat> no, to be honest, no. Um, no, you were telling me about a great game. Ah, yes, yes. Beginning of the month, I bought as part of their what was it Black Friday sale on the PlayStation Network. Mm. I bought Borderlands Three, and I know this thing is like a year and a half old, but fuck off, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm not <laughs> paying ninety pound for a buggy ass fucking game, so fuck off. Oh, I can say I only bought. Sorry, I was just going to say, don't worry about that. I only bought Subnautica about four, four or five months ago, and that's been out for about two and a half years or longer. Mm-hmm. All I can say about this game is I love the three other Borderland games. I've played all three of them and completed all three multiple times, and I like the challenge of the games and the funniness of the games and the tongue-in-the-cheek and the attitudes and the, the whole fun of the game. But Borderlands 3 is such dry of fun. The humour is barely there, 
Um, the gameplay itself is buggy as fuck. Even been out for 18 months, it's still buggy as fuck. I mean, half the time I'm running around the map trying to find out where the hell I'm supposed to go, and then the item mm. magically appears in front of you. I'm like, what the fuck? The enemies and the bosses in particular are either so easy, like they're not even five minute, uh, five minute fights, or they're mind-numbingly hard, or like fucking 85 minute. What the fuck? Fights sort of stuff? I'm going only five minutes, that's a bit much, but look, 25 minute fights. Um, and the enemies are either bullet sponges or they're dead in two shots. And I'm going, really? I mean, I could put this entire game, the entire game, in three and a half days. You know? Was that impressive? Jesus. I'm just not impressed with it at all. And it's, it's got a new. Um, a new technique, because a jumping technique where you can jump and grab onto ledges, but half the times you don't catch on to it, or it just ricochets off the, the the ledge or the pipe, and you just fall straight into your death. Like, what the fuck? I mean, that drove me insane. I mean, it has to be, the jumping has to be spot on, perfect, or else you'll just fall straight to your death. And I'm going, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the very final boss, she's a five minute fight. And that was it. I'm going, you have got to be fucking shitting me. Is that, that's it. So I'm not impressed at all with Borderlands 3. No, it doesn't sound like a game I'm going to be running out to buy. No, I'll get it if it's on sale again for like a fiver or something. But fuck paying. I mean, I would have been raging if I spent £85 for this thing because it was shocking. It was ridiculously easy. I mean, uh, I just yeah. wasn't impressed no. at all. No. Anyway, on to this cheap piece of bloody well trash. With its $750,000 budget, this thing pulled in God knows what, because this thing has been floating around in various cuts and edits since the early 80s, and it wasn't until five years ago when Troma got their hands back on the Masters and shut out a limited edition Blu-ray and DVD set, which of course I own, because of course I do, (laughs) and... I don't see the point of this movie. I don't see the point why it was all remastered and cleaned up and why they bought the masters back and added all the gore back in and such. Because this movie is not worth the fucking time. Barry, how did you watch this thing, Barry? I watched it online. All right, okay. okay. Like I said, I watched it on my Blu-ray. And you can tell when they added the extra pieces in because there's not much to their footage, you know. It's like, <laughs> Jesus I almost bought this to watch for this um, podcast and then obviously you sent me the link and said it's here and then I was like yeah I'll just watch it on that actually <laughs> yeah the, this only thing's claim to fame is this is John Waters' favourite Christmas movie hence why it's a cult classic oh my goodness so there we have that one this was written from 10 spec scripts all which were cherry picks for its cheapest ideas that's never a good sign there you know he gets 10 spec no. scripts and the cheapest ideas, man. Not the, not the good ideas, the cheap ideas. Yeah, uh, it took ten years, to, sorry, five years to write and ten years to get made. <laughs> oh, my God, for fuck's sake. This took five years to write? Yep. What? Oh, come on. To watch it, you think they wrote it in like an afternoon? <laughs> nope, this thing took five years Why to write. Why are you high? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Ironically. my God. Ironically, you say hi. The whole idea for this movie came from the writer getting stoned one night in 1972 and envisioning Santa Claus with a, a switchblade in his hand. And that is the whole idea <laughs> for this movie. So, That's it. oh my 
God. Listen, and that is everything you need to know about the the movie. It's pretty much yeah, yeah. The reason that, why that, this, that, mm, mm. the reason why this has three titles is because originally this was called Better Watch Out, but it came mm. to Britain and it was called Christmas Evil, and then it was released in Europe under Terror and Toil, I think it was. And then it was sent back to America as Christmas Evil, the British cut, with added all the gore back into it, but the MPA removed it back out again. <laughs> um, but this was banned in the early 80s as a video nasty. Yet it was re-released in America for some reason, or released in Britain. I know that's a confusing thing. Um, because it showed Santa as a killer, plus it had all the gory killings in this thing. What gory killings? There's fucking, what, three killings? Oh. I was going to say. This was also banned by the MPA and had all the kills removed. Hence why there's like, I think it was like 15 different versions floating around at one point. I mean, for fuck's sake. Oh my God. So, <clears throat> should we just get into this thing then? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Starring Brandon McGrath, uh, Bill DeMunn, Diane Hall, and Patricia Richardson, directed by Lewis Jackson, who never worked again. <laughs> right, bloody well so. The plot, it's Christmas Eve 1980, and a toy factory worker goes on a killing spree after years of being put down and seeing his toys getting made cheaper and cheaper. Also, Christmas is nothing but pure and utter corporate greed. Whilst Stalking all the kids and adults in his neighbourhood, he makes a list, checks it twice, and finds out who's been naughty and or nice. So can his younger brother stop him, or is he indeed for the sleigh tonight? Or will he stop Santa's reign of terror? Find out here. Oh God, these puns were awful. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, I want to talk about the director's claims that he rejected Kathleen Turner because she wasn't good enough for the role. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Do we wonder if Kathleen Turner just rejected the role? I have no idea, but he's trying to, he claims on the Blu-ray and on the DVD that he rejected Kathleen Turner because he thought she wasn't a good actress. Okay then, moving on. He yeah, also thinks... Just... Yeah, yeah, just, just move on because this guy's a fucking fruit whip. I mean, Jesus. Mm. He also thinks this is a masterpiece of terror. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, seriously, oh no. this is a masterpiece of terror. I nearly fell off my seat laughing at that when he started saying that. It's like, oh dear. Um, and finally, that's this. A, that's a shame that man needs his head looked at. Oh my god, it's, it's awful. It's just awful. Oh yeah. The budget for this thing was 50 grand and it ballooned to $750,000, which I think most have spent on, on cocaine or other drugs because there's no fucking chance in hell this was a three quarters yeah. of a million dollar budget. <laughs> no way in hell. I mean, this thing is cheap. Jesus. Uh, oh, God. Uh, even for a film from the 80s, it's cheap. Oh, yes, there. This is, this is beyond cheap. Um, so it opens up on Christmas Eve, 1947, as a young boy is spying on his mother, getting her Yuletide log from Santa. What in the actual fuck? This thing is less than two minutes in, and also this is the start of the disgusting grossness of this movie. How cheap and sleazy this thing is. So what do you think? What do you think? I mean, this little 10-year-old boy or 8-year-old boy is spying on his mother. 
getting fit up by Santa. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah, uh, you just don't. No wonder you grew up to be messed up. I mean, honest to God, what what a way to. It literally takes that old song. I don't know very many Christmas songs because you know. Uh, I call by humbug. Mummy yeah, kissing Santa. Yes, mummy kissing Santa. Yeah. Yeah, they've literally thought of that and went, let's just literally put that in the movie. It's ridiculous. It just, I know I'm meant to set the, I know I'm meant to, you know, almost set the scene for the rest of the movie and why the rest of the movie happened, but it's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, it's just, it's just obscene. Um, but before I that, guess. I love, I love the fact that Santa um, comes down the, ch- the, the chimney. And it's the kid's father in the Santa suit, and he washes his hands, eats a sandwich, he drinks milk, all while the children and the mother are sitting on the staircase watching him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. So after seeing Santa stuff his mother's stockings, little boy runs upstairs <laughs> to slice open his hand with a snow globe, and boom! He's instantly insane and obsessed with Santa. What the fuck? We're less than three minutes in. I mean, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> yeah, you just look at that bit and go, actually, when I watched it online, I was like, did the people who upload this just cut a whole chunk out that I've missed? Like, why did that just cut from, you know, Santa ki- Mummy kissing Santa, quite literally, to why he cutting himself with no globe and, you know? Yeah, it just jumps just, in. Yeah, just, there's no... It doesn't make sense. I like every scene in this movie. The, it feels like there's no part to it. You're just going from one extreme to the other. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, it feels like this piece of like, to cut this thing to make it into a... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a complete joke. Um, so after that, up pops the titles and we flash forward to 1980. And here we meet Harry Standling, played by Brendan Maggot. Magarat, what was his fucking name? Whose claim to fame is he was in the original Sesame Street back in the sixties, so there we have that one. Oh, okay. Uh, he's dressed as Santa while sleeping. What the fuck? He's wearing red pajamas with white fur trim. What the fuck is going on here? Um. Wow. Did you catch that? No, he's wearing red pajamas. I did. With, like, white trim. I'm going. Why? What's right. a grown man wears silk pajamas? It's like someone took their um their lightning for the holiday a bit too far, you know. Mm. And his house is completely decked out at Christmas Santa stuff. He's got like, every square inch of his walls is covered in Santa pictures and posters and Christmas decorations and all that such. I'm going, yeah, mate, get yourself some help pronto. Fucking hell. Absolutely. I mean, he also works out to Christmas records. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I mean, what is <laughs> happening here? Um, and why does the house look like a Santa's grotto? I mean, he's got like toys piled up, and he's got like Santa stuff yeah. wherever he's got stockings and what? I mean, like we get it, you know, he's meant to be obsessed with Christmas and obsessed mm-hmm. with Santa and obsessed with like the values that you know Santa was meant to have, you know, lived by if he would have existed, but. Yeah, you just look at it and you're like, yeah, someone needs a padded cell and mm. some really strong med, like, now? Like, yeah, yesterday? You, I mean, you try to say to me between 1948, say, 
1980, nobody noticed he's a bit obsessed with Santa or obsessed with Christmas. I mean, come on, really? Yeah, I mean, we find like- out... We find it on his wall. It's 55 days to Christmas, yet he's got all this stuff plattered over his walls. I'm going, really? Come on. I mean, I'm a fan of Halloween, and I hardly have any Halloween decorations around the house. <laughs> I mean, I've got yeah. one or two little pumpkins. That's about it. But I don't have like, entire <laughs> walls plattered with Halloween stuff, like pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and, and skeletons and witches and such. I mean, it's ridiculous. No, yeah, I mean, I, you know me, I, I'm just as crazy about Halloween as you are, but, you know, hmm. I do at least decorate, you know, my front garden and my driveway, but, you know, hmm. that's just because I, I, I don't want to, you know, put decoration up in my house. I don't even put decoration, uh, uh, Christmas decoration up in my house, apart from a tree. No, I'm not like, yeah. I'm like, no. you know, like, once you take all those nice banners down, you're going to be left with holes in your wall, or, you hmm. know, if you use sticky tape or anything else you can improve your wallpaper off so I'm yeah. like no yeah it's a pain in the arse to be one thing I look at this, this movie he's sitting there shaving using an old fashioned double double headed single blade Bic razor which are fucking lethal Barbie my dad had one of them and mm. he gave me it uh, and I cut my neck open and I binned it straight off the bat and I went fuck that um, he's dancing to what was he dancing to Silent Night or something like that as he's shaving, I'm yeah. like, who the fuck dances while shaving? <laughs> you know, and of course, he sees a bit of blood. So it flashes back to him being a child as his mother's getting her Christmas cheer <laughs> off of Santa. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the puns, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Right, this is the bit I went, okay, I'm finished with this movie. He's spying on kids with binoculars. What? Mm. What? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, he's... yeah, yes. Um, you know, we get it, right? He's, you know, he might be mentally ill, but that's not good for being, you know, creepy and borderline. Pedo. Yeah, you, you know, you just you watch that bit, and you're like, okay, so grown man talking children, no one noticed this man at his window with binoculars pointed mm. at, you know, children's bedroom. It's like, worse than hello. that, but he's on top of the roof looking down yep. at his children. I'm going, what the fuck? Nobody's noticed this at all in two years or three years. All he's been doing is fucking for. God almighty. So, like I says, he's, yep. he writes down all the people in this naughty and nice list because that's not creepy at all. His favourite little girl mm-hmm. is called Susie Lovett, who's played by Elizabeth Ridge. She's the perfect little blonde angel. God. However, his most hated is Moss Garcia, played by Peter Newman. So, yeah, Peter Newman, who was a little brat on set. He actually, her, sorry, his mother actually told his on-screen mother to slap him for real. So that's a real slap. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I'll get back to that later. Um, he is given a penthouse magazine which he kept at ten years old. What the fuck? Why did they give a 10-year-old a porno mag? What is happening? It was the 80, and, you know, maybe it was acceptable then. Uh, no. No, you no. don't give a 10-year-old <laughs> yeah. a fucking porn mag for crying no. out loud. Yeah. Oh, my God. So upon seeing this, Harry runs to his house to write in his Naughty Boys book. Oh, my God. And, of course, his Nice Boys book to write down that 
Moss Garcia has impure thoughts on his bad hygiene. How do you use bad hygiene, by the way? Because <laughs> all he sees is this wee boy sitting on his bed looking at penthouse. How do you know he's bad hygiene? How, yeah, how do you know he's hygiene? Isn't that to scratch it? It's a bit of a... That's a bit far-fetched, is it not? Mm. Mm. What I found shocking was he has... Susie, he's got Susie Lovett as sweet as a light and he has like mm. two years of these books plus he has a picture of this little girl on his desk I'm going what the fuck is going on is he a paedophile or what I mean red flags yeah. all over the fucking place here I mean we get exactly it exactly like has he never had visitor who just come in and be like eh, who's the child on your desk and yeah. you know what's the book with all these names yeah, and what's with the Christmas decorations up in fucking middle of July sort of thing? It's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, you know. Um, oh, I know something here. How does he find the time to do all this while working a full-time job at a toy factory? How does he have time to stalk these children and stalk neighbours and watching them having sex and such? I'm going, what? Uh, why? What? <laughs> you know? You know, uh, I suppose you get a lot of it done in the summer when it's lighter for longer. I suppose that's true. I suppose that's very true. So speaking of his co-workers, he has a go at them for not caring about their their toys they make. Uh, hello, it's a freezing cold fucking warehouse and we're like a fear bill and they're working at least 10 hour shifts. You're lucky they fucking have a smell on their face. <laughs> not mean, giving yeah, exactly. fucks about their, their stupid little toys they make. I mean, crying out loud. And that cannot be how they make toys in the 80s. Oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, well, that's very true. Okay, now. Okay. Speaking of his co-workers... <laughs> One of them takes the piss out of Harry and he eats his sandwich and tells him to do an mm. extra shift because he cares about the kids and the toys. He doesn't give two fucks. Uh, he's your supervisor, mate. Really? Is your supervisor going to let you talk talk to you like that? I don't think so. Yeah, even, even you know, the most, how can you say it politely? Enlightened. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> Even the most weak-willed supervisor would be like, hey, hold on a minute, don't speak to me like that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's a complete yeah. joke. I mean, I was going, oh my God, how do you become mid-manager if you're that much of a pushover, if you're that, much, if you're that easy to manipulate? I'm crying out loud, but yeah, moving on. Yeah. Mm. And as I say to you, that can't be how toys are made in the 70s and early 80s. Just standing there with no hairnet. No mask, no gloves, just wearing a green tappered, and that was it. As Christmas music play on loop, days I before suppose, December. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, middle of August, I'm unlikely to get ahead. But I suppose it could have been like if we imagine it's not like processing food or anything, you know. But you know, mm. you think if that children are probably going to play with them toy probably put them in their mouth like children mm. do yeah i were a parent i even now i'd be even now if we weren't in a pandemic sorry i'd be dead like everything my child you know every toy my child owns just because you know factory full of germs mm. and they all stand like they do you know i suppose they're giving chairs now for some form of you know comfort but yeah they are there for like the full shift one thought. Mm. I love the fact how how the company blast every single Christmas song you can ever think of over the speakers over the tunnels. I'm going, that would drive me fucking nuts for the first day. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Oh, yeah. oh my God. But then in your shift, you'd be sitting in a corner rocking. Yeah, exactly. That's a bloody joke here. Yeah. 
Um, so Harry does another 10-hour shift after doing his own shift. What? I don't fucking think so. You know, you'd be like, no, I'm the boss, you'll do your fucking told sort of thing. You know? Mm, but then we have to remember that Harry is, um, has in his mind, you know, you, if you if you were to try, not that you'd want to, see inside his mind, I imagine it would just revolve around Christmas and mm. um, setting up for Christmas and like, you know, making toys for, you know, children on, on Christmas Day. So I imagine to him that would have been, you know, fun because, you know, he mm, gets to do true. something that he likes. This is, this is his obsession at the end of the day. This is like, you know, someone saying to me, okay, Joanne, you have to um, go play your favourite com- your, your favorite game console or your favourite game your favorite game um, for an extra 12 hours. You're not going to think twice about it because it's like, okay, I like this. I'm not going to complain. I could do this standing on my head. Okay, fair enough. There's a subplot cut out of the movie, by the way, because the, the Swift feature's on a Blu-ray, where Harry complains that the toys are made of plastic and not lead. Because he cuts his hand open on the cheap plastic toys and he goes, look at Satanese toys, they're cheap and inferior. I'm going, wait, what? Uh, so he's got a big cut in his hand and wraps it up in a, in a white handkerchief. I'm going, hygiene, hello, <laughs> you know? Yeah, So, like I say, Why he does... Because he thought it was more durable and it was more durable because in the 80s, most of these fucking toys were made out of poisonous fucking plastics or poisonous paint you know or, or metal indeed uh, yeah. i'm surprised we made it through the fucking 80s <laughs> <You know? laughs> jesus um but like i said he cuts his hand open and i'm going how cheap are these toys he just picks one up and it smashes in his hand i'm going how cheap are these toys i mean oh my god so anyway like i said he does his 18 hour shift and walks home as he spies on his co-workers at a local bar and they're all boasting how Harry's a pushover. And the guy standing in the bar saying, yeah, he's a fucking putz. He's a fucking asshole. And I'm going, eh, I thought you were supposed to be sick, mate, you know? Yeah, thought you I mean, were ill, you know? What was his excuse again? He was going to wait for a weekend with his wife, but he needed a few days off because he was sick. Was that his excuse? Yeah. Like that? I'm going. It was something along those lines, yeah. Oh my god, a complete asshole. So later that night, he Harry does returns home to throw a hissy fit, which goes fucking nowhere. He then spies on his brother Phil, played by Jeffrey Demun of Walking Dead fame, uh, as he plays with his kids, Dennis, played by Andy Fenwick, and Mark, played by Brian Neville. Also his sister-in-law, Jackie, played by Diana Hull. So is Harry jealous of, his, jealous of him, or what is going on here? I think here, yeah, that's the vibe I got. I mean, I was thinking, you're the older brother, yet you're a complete mm. fucking fuck-up pushover, and your brother's got the kids and the family and the money, and the career, you're just a mid-management pencil pusher sort of thing. Yeah, but then didn't his brother, you know, take great delight in telling them that Santa isn't real, so maybe it had, maybe it, you know... um resentment because he, be. he, he might you know look at his brother and go eh, because of you my house looks like the inside of Santa Grotto and I work in a toy factory like a goddamn elf no it could be it could be because there's, there's a cut scene where we find out his brother is a lawyer but he's a shyster lawyer 
Um, he takes mm. cases for people that are almost bankrupt and takes all their stuff off them and then sells mm-hmm. off their property chunk by chunk. I'm going, well, you're a fucking asshole then. So, hmm. And we also find out that Harry worked in a toy factory for 15 years before getting promoted and he was passed over time and time and time again. So, wow. there we have that. Uh, why it was cut out is beyond Ooh. me. I mean, that would have added to more of his insanity, would it not? Yeah, it would have done. It would have, you know, led people on to understand why he's, you know, insane. But mm. Mm. but the one thing I don't get is he watches his, his brother and his wife having sex. Again, this is just gross and sleazy. Also, what the fuck? Who stands and watches a brother having sex? Yeah, I know. Just again, I think it comes down to play on her. I, th- uh, you can't even defend something like that. It just could be, you know, weird and gross. I mean, but I think it meant to be that he's not looking at uh, what the act that they're doing, but he might be looking at it from almost a, if you can say, Santa's elf type thing, trying to mm. buy and see on who've been good and who've been bad throughout the year. And I suppose, you know, that counts as being bad. I don't know. That's kind of pushing it. I mean, mm, moving it, on. It's a, a very, <laughs> that, that explanation was stretched so, so thin, but it, mm. like, if you try and explain that part, that's the way you can see it, you know. But, yeah, it's just it's creepy as all hell. Mm, yeah, true true so then it magically cuts to thanksgiving so it goes from what halloween to thanksgiving mm. in one scene i'm going okay then harry is watching the thanksgiving parade on tv and this mm. causes phil to come on the uh sorry and then we cut to phil's house as he's getting his ho 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 on with his wife as the kids are downstairs watching it on tv she tells him to be nice to his older brother, as it's not his fault he's a simpleton. I'm going, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, you just think, uh, hello, what? I mean, he's supposed. To, I'm guessing this man's supposed to be what in his forties. Hmm. You know, um, and his younger brother's what in his late thirties, and I'm going, what the fuck? I mean, if you knew your brother was quote a simpleton. Or simple-minded. Why did you not get him help when he was younger? Why is... I'm sure you must have been in his house. You must have seen the Christmas decorations on the wall year-round sort of thing. You must have noticed he was a bit obsessed with children or obsessed with Santa or obsessed with presents and all that stuff. So, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, is he himself insane? I don't know. I think he's just blind to how, to how ill Harry is. But, yeah, just to put it down to him being simple is, you know... No excuse at all. Mm. That's true, very true. So he calls Harry, sorry, Harry calls them to tell him he won't be coming over for dinner and he is practically erect watching the Santa Parade on TV. What in the fuck is wrong with a writer and director? We get it, this guy has fetishised Santa, but you have to show him pretty much bolt upright erect. Watching this thing on TV, a big cheesy grin on his face, telling his brother, oh, I can't be over, I'm feeling sick. What is going on here? Uh, and then we have the brother going into complete hissy fit hysterics because his brother won't go over for, for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going, 
what is happening here? If you're not concerned about his mental well-being, put him in a fucking care home then, you know? Or get him some help. Exactly. You know? Yeah. There's just... It is so badly made, the film, that it doesn't make sense to watch it. Mm-mm. I mean, the it, tight it, jumps it, over the it's a heavy editor. Uh, I mean, in the pacing of the film, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't yes. even make it feel like a proper horror film. Um, no. But uh, the editor get a bit too carried away with the cut, cut, cutting, and you know, mm. uh, like, mm. uh, come on. I mean, this is what I don't get. If this guy's obsessed with Santa, why did it take him years to decide to become the new Santa Claus? I mean, shouldn't he have done mm. it? earlier like in his 20s or something like that not in his fucking I'm guessing 40s so I don't know what the hell's going on here and he makes his Santa suit which I love I love the Santa suit he makes it's so tacky yet tasteful you know yeah exactly it's yeah I mean but yeah there's just no explanation in, uh, to why he waited until he was practically a middle-aged man mm. because you know, but then it makes you wonder if maybe he has got something neurological going on up mm. there that, you know, maybe her, her mental age and her real age aren't one and the same. Mm, okay. I mean, I can't tell you on the behind the scenes on the DVD and Blu-ray, they do say that the actor guy was a practical joker on set and he kept on okay. messing, messing, sets, messing up the set, messing up the take, messing up stuff and, and like pulling down his trousers and flashing his his genitals and flashing his, his arse and all that stuff. So maybe he was just stoned and or drunk on set and they had no clue how to edit around him. So this is what they've got. Yeah, maybe. Or it could be the fact that Harry was comfortable in his little bubble and he was removed from his little bubble and put in a management position and now he's out of his comfort zone. So he's finally snapped, you know. It could be that. That could be because I I don't suppose. Yeah, I I I think I'm gonna have to agree with that explanation because if you try and take if you try and try and you know imagine what it must be like inside Harry's head, um, mm. then you know he must see her. You know, being so obsessed with Christmas as he is, being so um. Yeah, being so obsessed with Christmas as he is, he must see his job almost like being one of Santa's elf, making yes. toys. But, yeah. so, yeah, to be taken out of that and be given more responsibility than what he's probably capable of, um, mm. yeah, it could have just, you know, pressure got to him and he snapped. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, as I said, it is implied that this is his first real job he's had uh, since he left high school, and he was always a pushover in high school. He was always a doormat, and he was a walked over. He was always pushed around. He was a complete failure. But this is his one chance at a real job, and it, maybe the pressure got to him and it just snapped as he realised this company doesn't give a fuck. The toys are cheap and tacky now, and I want this thing to be a perfect Christmas stuff. So maybe it's just that, you know. But that's yeah. given this movie a hell of a lot. But back to Santa's suit. According to the director, there was three of these things made. One, a perfect, pristine, clean version. Another one, mm-hmm. a, quote, battle-born version with, like, uh, soot and dust and dirt. And a third one with blood splattered all over it. All of 
all but one were stolen off the set by the kids piece by piece. Each cost thousands of dollars to make. What the fuck? They spent thousands of dollars on these suits. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That's a waste of money. Not just buy one and, you know, wash it. Do mm. all the dirty scenes first and then wash the goddamn thing. Yeah, I love the fact that the kids are stealing it piece by piece and they didn't realise it until the, a whole suit was missing. Then another whole suit was missing. It's like, what the fuck? What was the prop master? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Especially if these things cost... Th- sorry, sorry. On you go. No, I was just going to say, whoever came up, whoever sat in that board meeting and went, why don't we just, you know, make three versions of this costume? That's mm. just a... Ridiculous! What a waste of money. Yeah, I mean, what was the prop master doing? As he noticed, oh my god, there's only th- there's only two hats left. Shit! Oh mm. my god, there's only two beards left. Or oh my god, there's part of that suit missing. What the fuck am I going to do? What the hell were they doing? I mean, why let the kids on set if they're going to steal shit off the set? Exactly. Oh, god Almighty! Uh, moving on swiftly, uh, Harry is now painting a white van. Of course, he got a white van because he's a creepy bastard. He paints it a little like Santa's sleigh as he recites which kids is getting which toy, all of which were handmade by him. Where does he get the time from? How does he work? How does he spy on the kids? Mm. How does he make the lesson? How does he sleep? Let alone make all the mm. toys. What? Where does he get the time from? Yeah, God, I I have um, insomnia and even I don't have enough hours in a day to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm going, where'd you get the lead from? Where'd you get the money? Where'd you get the paint from? Where'd you get the the, the, the moulds from and all that stuff? I'm going, this is completely fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. Anyway, so days later, while walking home from work one day, the kids in the neighbourhood shout at Harry from across the street, as you do, to ask him what... Sorry, he asked them what he wants for Christmas. One of them says to be a fireman. Another one says to be a head teacher. And, of course... Moss Garcia wants a lifetime supply of Playboy because of course he does because he's a little skeezy bastard. Not us for him, plus a fuck ton of coal. <laughs> Fucking little pervy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. Oh my god. So cut to Harry late that night marking little Garcia's house with dirt to tell Santa he's being naughty. Really? Um, Karen? And as I said earlier, the slap that the on-screen mother gives him was a real slap, because his mother said he was a little prick, so slap him across the face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> terrible off-screen, just belt him. <laughs> Full force slap and all. I mean, that was a fucking hell. Um, but you can tell that for honey, he filmed the actress playing his mother would never have got away with that now. Good God, no, no, no. I mean, could you imagine the scandal? Actress on slit slaps a 10-year-old boy across the face full force. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine the loss of it? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, it was also minus 20 when this was filmed, the coldest night on record at the time. So the the oh actor guy, the lead guy, picks yeah. up the dirt, right, puts it on his face, and it it hardened his face in literally seconds. I did that time and time and time again. <laughs> this is why it's barely oh, on. No. Yeah, he barely presses it on his on the the wall because he would stick to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. my god! Oh, I, mean, I hope 
more than a pain I'm good enough that's all I can say oh my god I almost fell, fell off the floor yeah. laughing at that when I first heard that on the doctor's commentary I went this is a fucking joke I mean minus 20 and they, they get this mud stuff and put plaster on his face and it sticks to his face oh <laughs> and they have to wash it off again oh my god oh god can you imagine having to do that in more than one take you'd be you would just be like why did I do this job Exactly. Why am I doing this? It's minus twenty and it's fucking freezing. <laughs> yeah, I could have had a ninety-five and been at home by now. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so speaking of Mossy's mother, uh, she is Patricia. Patricia, oh, I'll say it again, Patricia Richardson. This is her very first role, long before Home Improvements. So she's ah, the mother okay. of Home Improvements. So like I said, yeah. So she bitch slapped that little shit across the jaw. I think it was like three to five takes so they <laughs> and they're like ring finger slaps you know or ring hand slaps so <laughs> and every one of them looked like it dumb so yeah could yeah. you imagine how that poor boy must have felt <laughs> especially the mother's off screen trying to laugh at it going <laughs> oh, that'll teach you <laughs> anyway oh, god I can just picture the, the mother just offset with a cigarette in one hand and drinking the other hand. That would teach you a wee bastard. <laughs> you know, slap him <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, so, oh. oh, my God. So the next day, Harry's making toys out of lead. How very health and safety conscious is this fucking guy? And what's he getting mm. the money from, as I said earlier? What's he getting the money to, to buy the lead, to buy the paint, to buy the moulds, to buy the whatever it is and all the... Where's what? he getting all that lead? Yeah. Like... Buying all that lead without someone going, eh, why do you need that man? Yeah, and he's got a smelting plant in the basement. I'm going, how the fuck do you got a smelting plant in a basement? <laughs> oh, that's a fucking well, joke. That's just something you can buy at your local Home Depot, not. I suppose you could actually. Yeah, yeah, my God. Yeah, you could buy the killing and things, I suppose. But mm. um... anyway, moving on swiftly because this movie is fucking bug nuts insane. Days later, it's the office Christmas party. And note, apparently, this was based on the writer's Christmas parties when he was an office worker, where they would get pissed drunk and start trashing the place and such and having sex all over the bloody place. Oh, my God. I mean, have have you you ever been to a Christmas party in an office? No, I've never worked in an office, so no. Mm. Back in the 90s, the late 90s, I worked in an office and the one Christmas party I was there for... Uh, I caught a guy and a woman inside the supply cupboard having sex on a fucking photocopier. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, that shit does happen. Um, oh. On to something serious for a moment. I'll, I'll be, I'll be serious here. The documentary on the TV they're, they're showing at the party for some reason was a real documentary by Geraldo Rivera, who snuck into a special needs hospital to show how badly treated these special needs kids were. So that's a real documentary. Ah. Um, it's also in a documentary called Cropsy, which is on Amazon Prime, I believe. Watch that, by the way. That I was fascinated by that, that thing until it got put the bug nuts. It. it talks about how Geraldo found these kids in an uh, orphanage, but they've all got special needs. They're all like, uh, as his words were, retarded. Um, and they were all like left in the in the hallways and pitch black and were were left to shit and piss all over the floors wearing no no adult supervision at all. It was fucking disgraceful and disgusting. It's 
really sad. Is that mm. like the documentary with the show that was like somewhere in Russia, I think it was, or Poland? And like again, the late 80s, early 90s, and these um, severely disabled, um, well, mentally and physically disabled mm. children were all um, like chained to bed and things, and chained yes. to court, and there were like adults in a court and things like that. It was, it's just really, you know, really, really shocking. Even yeah, for yeah. now, from what we're we're exporting now, you just, you know, I've seen a cl- few clips of it throughout the Henry through various things and it, it is it just it's really really sad mm, you know yeah. yeah yeah like i said that was a real documentary Ooh. and i was going why are you putting this heavy subject in this piece of shit fluff movie why are you putting this heavy subject of special needs kids getting treated like shit because of special needs why are you putting that in anyway, moving on so harry then asked about the kids on TV, but the boss and the new intern don't give two fucks, saying it's a PR stunt. We only care about the the publicity. Fuck the children, because the whole thing about on on the TV was if you give money or give toys, we'll give it to this children's home, and the children have a better Christmas. So Harry goes, where do I give money? Where do I give this? And they go, who, who do you give a fuck? I'm going, what the fuck? What is this? This can't be how. Things were ran in the eighties. Mm, even for the eighties, that yeah, that's about much. Mm, mm. So Harry steals uh, toys, sneaks off, and goes to give the toys to them at the kids' home. Or the kids' toys at the home. So I think uh, shouldn't these toys be in the stores? It's a day before Christmas. Why is there still hundreds, if not thousands, of toys just lying around the place? Oh, I don't know. Mm, yeah, good. Normally the day before Christmas, you're lucky if you can find one toy on a shelf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, Messy mm. there's a cutscene where Harry designs the toy soldiers, which is usually on in the movie, and he mm. wants them made out of lead, but the company makes them out of plastic. So he goes, my toy's made out of lead. Lead is more durable. Lead is more safe. Lead is more expensive yes but the toys will last longer than 10 minutes and i'm going lead is safe okay then <laughs> you know um lead is highly toxic do you think underneath all of the movie um his underlying plan was to just poison all these kids to you know all the naughty kids to death no, just poison I, them with lead and then let them die in agony i don't know because i think he believes that Lead is more durable, therefore it's safer. But I'm going, is it? But I mean, hmm. well, this was 1980, so the whole lead paint mm. stuff wasn't a thing until what, the mid to late 80s. So there, there is that. Yeah. Now, this is the biggest what the fuck moment I came across in this movie. Cut to Harry shoveling bags of shit, horse shit at that. He then gets dressed in his Santa suit, super blowing the fake beard on his face, laughing insanely as he does so. What the fuck? So there was big gigantic fields of horse shit just lying around New York. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, New York um, known was it known for its, uh, you know, horses. endless piles? Yeah, endless horses and endless piles of horse shit in the eighties. Can any of our American listeners clarify that? What? And why did they think it would be okay to super glue that beard to his face? I mean, come on. 
I have no idea. I love that he sits there and goes, it's stuck on, and sits and laughs at him. So I'm going, you're a fucking, you're insane, mate. He goes, <laughs> yeah. going, oh, you fucking, oh my God. But when you, I don't know, every time I've watched a, a movie from the 80s and it's been based in New York, the streets are absolutely filthy and disgusting. Mm. So maybe there was like fucking piles of horse manure lying over a dead place, but there we have that one. So it's now Christmas Eve because it now jumps to Christmas Eve. Harry is now dressed in his full Santa suit and he breaks into the children's house to leave his homemade toys. And they had a locking the door in this fucking this town. I mean, he breaks into at least four houses. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, I suppose it was the 80s. It was apparently um, safer to keep your, your door open. This movie proves it wasn't, mind you, but you know. Mm. This is why there's so many serial killers in the fucking 70s and 80s in America then for crying out loud. Anyway, yeah. he drives his little weird sleigh truck thing to Willowbrook Hospital to give the kids toys, but the guard won't let him in as it's way past midnight, so he kills him off screen. What? <laughs> I mean, first of all, why did that need to be an off screen death? I have no idea. You know? And how did he just start screaming, Merry Christmas? And then it magically starts to snow. What was going on with this ending? Or this middle part, rather? Oh, it's just... Um, you know, nothing about this movie makes sense at all. It's just... There's things that happen off-screen that should have, you know, should have happened on-screen. Like, you know, kill the guard on-screen, at least let us see that. It'd be, mm. You know, something to watch rather than having that god-awful suit. Yeah, that, that, that suit looks like about a size to bloody big for him. I love the fact how mm. he kills that guard off screen. You're supposed to, it's implied, it's heavily implied he's killed off screen. But how did the, the, the staff come running out, the, the sort of camp doctor and the and the nurse? I mean, he's screaming Merry Christmas at the top of his lungs, fair enough. But what? It's well past midnight and you're supposed to be a carer for hundreds of kids. So, hmm. Oh, yes. Apparently the snow was shredded plastic bags because couldn't afford ice. They couldn't afford ice. So they got plastic bags and shredded it up to make the fake snow. Oh my goodness. Mm. And all the fact that the entire staff came up to empty his van out of all the toys. I'm going, is there anybody left inside looking after the children? No? Okay then. Hey, yeah, is that left? God, yeah, like I says, I found that ridiculous. They re- 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 shredded dozens and dozens of plastic bags to make the fake snow. I'm going, couldn't you get like fake snow? I mean, how expensive is, is yeah, fake snow? Was... Oh my god, couldn't how expensive get, is? You know, couldn't you just turn a tap, make water, get water, make ice? Yeah, yeah, you know? or get uh, potato flakes. It was used in for snow in the 80s for crying out loud. Yeah. Oh good god. Yeah. Um, Soapy water, shot yes. from a distance with a made believable snow. It's like anything rather than plastic bloody bags. It's awful. Mm. So, uh, no. I suppose this was 1980. No one give two fucks about the environment yet. I mean, it was not the 90s. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, good point. Uh, so cut to Harry killing rich snobs after midnight mass. And this is why it was banned by the BBFC and cut to shreds by the MPA. These cheap-ass fucking killings. And these killings are cheap! Jesus Christ! Um, 
Harry sculpts a yuppie with a toy tomahawk made out of lead, because of course he does. He plucks out another guy's eye with a Union Jack soldier, British soldier thing, with his bayonet thing. And he kills a woman with a hammer off screen. I'm going... This was it. This was your big splatter gore and shock and all. This is why it was banned for 20 years in Britain and why it was cut to shreds. These pathetic little killings. Yeah, that is the that is the um, the scenes that made people watch it and go, oh, we can't show people. It's like, why? Yeah, why? They make um, Norman Beatty killing the. Uh, Killing the woman whose name I always forget that table and psycho they make that look, <laughs> thank you <laughs> they make that look um they make that look terrifying so they do mm. Mm. I mean all the facts the reason why the MPA banned it or removed these scenes was apparently didn't want to show Santa as a killer even though there was already a TV movie or Tales from the Crypt movie from 1972 I think it was that showed Santa mm. as a killer he killed fucking Joan Collins so. <laughs> Exactly. Although the director takes great pride that this is the first time Sander was a killer ever on screen. No, he wasn't. <laughs> there was a fucking 1972. Yeah, someone, yeah, someone bet you eight years before. Mm. What was the plan here? Yeah. Was, was, he, was Harry supposed to go there to kill I think that was the plan. But then again, I also think by this point in the movie, Harry's so far gone that I don't think he even fully had a plan. Mm. Yeah, very true. very true. I love the fact how there's at least 100 people standing there watching him kill these three people, but do absolutely fucking nothing. I, I was going to say, you know, even two of the uh, bystanders could have overpowered the madman dressed as Santa, but yeah, they just stand there watching. Mm, like mm. like a normal day occurring, you know? Yeah, everybody dies in New York, it's fine. <laughs> really? Yeah. So some guy dressed in a hideous homemade Santa suit with the fake fur, actual real fur trim, um, kills three people using children's toys because that happens every fucking day. Anywho, with that, he jumps on his van and speeds off to the weirdest scene in this goddamn fucking... That's saying something. The weirdest scene in this movie. Harry dancing at a Christmas party with little Susie to the poker version of Jingle Bells. This guy has killed three people in cold blood. What the actual mm. fuck? <laughs> you know, oh, what God. was happening at this scene? Why was there children at a Christmas party after well after 12 at night? Why is there children still there? What? Who has a Christmas party on Christmas Eve? I mean, yeah, exactly. <sighs> Actually, quite a few people do celebrate Christmas and Christmas Eve, but um, yeah, why have your Christmas party? This is like an office party. Why would you have your work night out on Christmas Eve? Let's think about it. And why is the children there? I mean, why, would, why, you... would, it... why think... would it be like, Timmy, get your coat, you're coming to Mummy's Christmas party? Like, mm. uh, no. Yeah, exactly. And why would you let some random guy wander off the street with a blood splattered Santa suit let them dance with your children for fuck's Ooh, sake? Exactly. Oh my god, this movie is fucking all sorts of fucked up. Oh my god. Anyway, it's now hours later. 
and the cops are called to the church to deal with Harry's mass killing. It took, was it four hours to get <laughs> get the cops there? What was going on? <laughs> the um, that was quite quick for the cops in the 80s. I suppose it was. So on to Harry killing the one douchebag worker that made him do the double shift. He does this by first getting stuck in their chimney because he's Santa's is too fat and he can't fit down anything. What the fuck? <laughs> um, he gets in via the basement window. So he kills the douchebag by forcing his toy sack full of lead toys on his face, trying to choke him out of it. But that one fails. So he grabs the, <laughs> the Christmas star off the tree and slits his throat away. <laughs> I was howling with laughter at that, going, what the fuck? Oh, no. <laughs> and I love the wife who's just sitting there going, <clears throat> she just got silently screams for like 10 minutes and she starts to holler in sheer terror as the children go, Santa, I'm going, what is happening in this fucking movie? Yeah, what the hell? I know, you just, you just think, who, who's worse, Harry Santa or everyone else he encounters in this movie let's face it or the writer who's probably cooked out his fucking mind for crying out loud exactly oh my god so it's the next day phil's kids have opened up their presents while watching babes in toyland from 1932 which was um oh what the hell was that uh a comedy duo uh shit i've got the name of the top of my head now laura and hardy a laura and hardy movie from 32 anyway so Phil sees on TV Harry's dirty work and then goes ranting mad about his older brother. Such a failure. He's such a simpleton. He's such a loser. He's done this out of spite. and So madness runs in the family then. I'm taking it. Maybe. But then again, if this is Harry's um, perception of them, then, you know, take it with a pinch of salt, maybe. He has mm. meant to be mentally... You know, mentally un, um, mentally unstable. Yeah, but Harry's not there. Harry's in his van. So how would he know what his brother says about him? So uh, I'm taking it as mental uh, illness uh, runs in the family. Maybe, maybe. Then hmm. again, we, we all have, I'm sure we've all had that moment where we're going, yeah, my brother probably says, if I read about me. Mm, true. True. So Harry makes up in the back of his van, surrounded by toys. Where the fuck did toys come from? Because they emptied the van out. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. He runs back to his factory, steals yet more toys, which break in his hand. So he smashes the place up. What? What was that all about? I mean, and he stands in the mirror and starts laughing at himself in the mirror as his brother phones and goes, "Where are you? Where's your Christmas?" Was it Christmas dinner or something? Christmas, what the fuck it was. What is yeah. happening at this ending? Um, and I love the Santa lineup. Did you catch that? <laughs> 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 they're, they're pulling out guys dressed as Santa all, out of malls and off the streets ringing bells for for um, Salvation Army. And apparently they're all crew members in that hideous Santa suits, which they hated. <laughs> Oh, I'm not surprised. Even even in that suit with the um, even in those hideous Santa suits with the with those hideous beard and that, you still wouldn't get me on camera dressed like that. Nope, nope. I mean, I love one of the um, one of the uh, Santas is a black guy, and he goes, "Yo, I'm a jive turkey Santa." <laughs> I'd be on the floor <laughs> howling. 
<laughs> with laughter. Oh. Like, oh, God. Anyway, where wasn't I? So Harry then calls Phil from the office to tell him not to worry about him anymore as he's playing his own tune, which goes nowhere. What was this thing about the tune? What was that? I, I not... I didn't I mean, get that. that. That was my question to you. I have written down what the hell with the tune. I've no idea because Harry talks about it constantly. Something about, oh yes, yeah. I can hear the tune now. I'm playing my own tune. You play the tune, but he doesn't hear it. He doesn't know what what tune. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my and god. I think he's just, you know, that's it. He's gone and he's hallucinating. I mean, does he but, hear Christmas know, songs on his head? Yeah, is he hearing? Is he literally hearing Jingle Bell? Mm, I not, suppose. not the song, just the actual bell, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what true. What the hell? True. So then he speeds off in his van and it gets stuck in a snowdrift. And here the parents attack Harry by cornering him, um, surrounded by kids. And the kids stand up for himself. I love the fact how the little girl Susie has the switchblade. No, no, Daddy, I won't. I won't let you hurt Santa. He's our friend. I'm going, oh, for fuck's sake. And she yeah. hands him. She hands him the, the flick knife, and I'm going, this is your big idea, send him a flick knife. This is the whole reason this fucking movie's made, for one scene of the guy holding the switchblade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So Harry barely gets away from a beating as he slips on the fake snow and note. Brandon McGart broke his leg, <laughs> apparently. Oh, my almost, God. Almost broke his leg. Um, so... No health and safety on the set then. Apparently also, yeah. the old guy who played the guard slipped on the ice and broke his ankle. So oh my God. the health and safety in this set was null and void. Anyway. I take it there was no health and safety on any set in the 80s then? Well, cheap fucking sleazy mans like this, probably not. Mm. So Q, this is what I loved about this one. Q, a pitchfork and torch chasing shit out of Frankenstein because the writer said this is not a slasher but a classic such as Frankenstein really (laughs) how could you you compare that to Frankenstein Frankenstein is a classic this Uh is just tragic I mean I almost fell on the floor doubled over of laughter when I heard that on a commentary if you think this is Frankenstein this piece of shit is Frankenstein you've (laughs) got to be fucking shitting me (laughs) You think this dance up against? Um, yeah, no, it doesn't. Like, oh wow. Oh my god. So anyway, so Harry barely gets away from the baying crowd as he drives back in his shitty little van back to Phil's house, who doesn't want to know him or wants to listen to him. He even chokes him out, killing him. Does he kill him? I think he's dead. Hmm. We don't see him again, so, you know, there's no indication he's alive. No, I don't know, because Phil takes the body back inside the van where Santa swings to life and punches him in the face, knocks him out. And then he speeds off into the night as the van Mm. takes off in flight into the sky. And we hear, oh, good night, ho, ho, ho. What? What what was that? (laughs) Seriously, what was that? I mean, was he actually dead? And the whole ending bit is actually Phil's imagination. What was happening here? Oh God, I I actually wonder if the whole movie is just 
his imagination. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it would it would make sense, Hattie. Why none of it make any fucking sense? And it doesn't. It doesn't to watch it. You you think you know it's not it's not proceeding in any sort of an order. Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've wrote down here. Is this ending all in Phil's head? Did he kill his brother when he choked him out, or is he alive and his brother just sped off? The, uh, the 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 bridge and died in the river, or did the brother die of pneumonia because he slept all night in that fucking minus twenty weather? Um, what was this ending? Why am I watching this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have a few um questions about the ending. That that ending could either be that could that the ending mean that he uh, you know quote-unquote Santa after all because let's face it he he drives off a cliff and it ends up driving into the bloody moon yeah. um or could it be that you know had he died and this is this was someone's you know quote-unquote gene ingenious way of showing of representing his um descent to heaven almost to do it like that mm, I have no idea or, I mean, he- I wonder if it's a mixture of both those theories because Harry was meant to embody the uh, true spirit of Christmas and Santa. It could be. I think the whole bit where it flies into the sky is supposed to imply this was supposed to have a sequel, which never happened. Mm. So it's just a sequel bait. Anyway, credits Mm. finally roll on this piece of shit. So... Let's just score this out of five. One being utter trash and five being solid gold. I'm going to give this thing a minus one out of te- out of five, rather. This thing is fucking god-awful. It is slow. It is dull. It is boring with nothing happening for 50 fucking minutes of an hour and a half fucking movie. And then we have five minutes of cheap kills. Avoid all fucking costs. This thing is pathetically shit. Jesus Christ. So what do you say, uh, John? I am giving the a zero for the exact same reason. It is just it is the strangest film I've ever had to watch in my life. It really is. It is it's disturbing, but not for any real reason other than the fact that you just watch it and just you just watch it going, fuck, why am I even watching this? You know, it is, um, I mean, like, we have to give it some credit. They have a fairly good plot line hidden in there, if you look deeply enough. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it needed about another five extra years work to make it, you know, an actual movie. But, yeah, it, by the very end, it, it ends up like some kind of a dark fairy tale. It's just, you just watch it and you're like, what the actual hell is wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should have just, mm-hmm. you know, said to the editor, come away from the editing machine. Yeah, destroy the negatives. This is garbage. I mean, yeah, oh, dear no. God. So you're giving a zero then? Okay, fair enough. I am yeah. giving this a zero. Like I said, nothing happens for 50 fucking minutes. You, mm. you see him spying on children. You see him making toys. You see him making his fucking Santa suit. He's not writing in his little books, or his little perverted books. 
What was this writer on? What cocaine? What was he on for fuck's sake? I mean, why is yeah, this a cult um, classic? Yeah, and for the horror movie, there's three deaths in them, all of them, which are laughable, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, I suppose there are people out there who will just watch the movie and accept it for what it is, and maybe that's why, you know, people, it is a cult classic, because, you know, maybe people aren't as judgmental as you, you and I and can just watch it and enjoy it for what it is, but there are nothing enjoyable about this movie, you know, a mentally disturbed, creepy old, creepy old guy who watching his neighbours, children and adults, writing down their names and good or I mean, where are he gonna post these to the how is he gonna get these, you know, good and bad list to the real Santa? You know, it's like yeah, I think and nothing prepares you for that ending. That ending is just so far so disconnected to the rest of the movie, I think, that you just think, what? Who thought that was great? We'll just have them have him riding his van slash lace since he painted the lay on it mm. into the moon. Yeah, I think it's heavily implied that he thinks he's the real Santa. So mm. he doesn't have to write letter to Santa saying these are the naughties, these are the nice. But why would he mark the house for a little boy who's that's supposed to be for Krampus. I mean, you see, like the black thing on the wall. So that yeah. makes no sense. You're mixing your fucking, you're mixing your Santa things, your evil Santas there. So mm. anyway, thank you for listening. Now, like this thing, share it, and comment. Also, subscribe. Now, follow us on Twitter at Two Geeks Pond and follow us on Instagram at Two Geeks Talk Movies. You can also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's A Pod, and you can follow Joanne on Turkey's Joanne. Good on. Our next podcast will be what was it? Green Mile, did we say? We did say the Green Mile, yes. Yes, which will be out in January. So there's a whole decent, hopefully decent. I'm not so sure Green Mile start to finish, so there we have that one. Um, uh, so let me see. If you want a movie covered from us, uh, email us to geekstalkmovies at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at two geeks talk movies and leave us a suggestion. A bye and Merry bye. Christmas and a good <laughs> fright to all. <laughs> bye. Happy bye.